The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. So let's hope I don't screw this one up like I did last night for the 300th episode of Wookiee Radio, where I said, <laughs> welcome to another episode of We Be Geeks. We are the Smugglers 3. Yep. <laughs> I got it half right last night, but <laughs> welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. We are the intrepid trio. Do we treat them and how? <laughs> I mean, Kylan, Eric, and Mike, how are you guys doing? I'm good. It's Thursday. Although by the time you guys hear this, it's not Thursday, but it's in the present. Yeah, it's Thursday now. Greetings. I'm the Tactical Holographic Utility Resource System. Data assessment year-round. You may call me Thursday. There's Thursday. There's Thursday. This is Thursday. That is Thursday. Yum, 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 yum. It's a thirsty Thursday, too. Apparently so. Yep. So check out the homepage with, oh, I'm so tired. I can't think straight. Uh, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Support our affiliates like Bitty Boomers. Use code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your little Bluetooth speaker needs. And they also have some 8-inch. They have a Marvel 8-inch Bluetooth speaker as well of Spider-Man. I want to see Cap. Don't they... Which one is the Hulk one? How big is Hulk? Hulk's the normal bitty boomer. I thought Hulk was a big one. I thought they had big Hulk one. No, it, it's, it's still the same size. It's the smaller speaker, but it's a slightly bigger body because of the okay. bulk and the arms. Well, while we're here, Marvel wish list on what you want to see in the 8-inch bitty boomer. We have Spider-Man now. I, 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 
You know what? I would take a Luke Cage and an Iron Fist or old school Power Man and Iron Fist. Okay. Uh, let me let me rephrase then. With the Marvel Biddy Boomers they've already done, mm-hmm. who would you want to see transitioned into a, a bigger boomer? Uh, definitely Cap. Definitely Cap. Hulk needs to be. Yeah. 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 Is there a Winter Soldier one? Uh, I thought there was at one time. Maybe not. There was a Black Panther one. That would make a great one. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Black Panther would be a good one. I think Groot uh-huh. would be fun. Eight inch Groot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giga Chad Groot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Thor is sold out. Well, that's a good thing I got one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Venom can Venom could be interesting. Yeah, if, if yeah could, Venom would be if if the um if those can be paired together, you have Spidey and Venom to pair. Right. Deal with that. Okay. All right. This is not currently on the list, but I think we should have one as the bigger one. Ant Man. Yes. Yes. We need a we need a regular size Ant Man too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect choice. That that's ideal. That's a great choice. I was it's- originally going to say Devil Dinosaur, but yeah. No, Ant Man seems ideal to do mm-hmm. both a a regular size and the the bigger yes. boomer, and the bigger one. Yeah. Uh, Hulkbuster. Ooh. Ooh, Hulkbuster, and and to go with the Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. To go with Cap, or they need to do Captain Carter, Hydra Stomper. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hydra Stomper would be fantastic. Yes. I I would even take hyper uh, a Hydra Stomper with a regular Cap. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, that's me though. Um, trying to think who else. I mean, technically, She Hulk could be a bigger one because I know She Hulk is a. Uh, okay, if we want to go like really, really obscure, how about this one, Red Ronin? Ooh, ooh. I, uh-huh. I was, I was going to go Sentinels. A Sentinel one would be cool. Right. Because there were smaller size Sentinels and then mm-hmm. the big Sentinels. I mean, as much as I would hate to say it, Thanos should be a bigger one. Yeah. Yeah. Great ideas. Uh, also, too, because, hey, Marvel does have the Star Wars license. Check out Red Flag Workshop. They have some awesome looking Star Wars National Park and Star Wars National Park Ranger patches. I have I have quite a few myself. I have Alderaan. I have a Hoth, a Sheik, uh, Indoor. And a Kashyyyk and Hoth uh, park ranger patches. Ah, okay. So I, I talked to Ryan, who owns Red Flag Workshop, about Marvel. He's like, yeah, Marvel, I'm a little leery of the license. Which, that's understandable. Which I thought he would have been a little concerned, too, about Star Wars. But, he, I mean, he's just doing the planets. But to do something like Shield Headquarters National Park, okay, I, I could get that. Uh, but now, look... What Wakanda National Park would be fun. Oh, that would be great. Uh, yes, yes. Latvia National Park would be fun. Mm-hmm. Sokovia National Park. Uh, Hell's Kitchen National Ball Park. Asgard National Park. Asgard National Park. Yes. Yes. So much. Yes. What uh, was Nowhere National Park? Yes. Yeah. The Guardians headquarters now. Uh, yeah. And I mean, if you want to keep be current, alternate Earth National Park, Xandar National Park. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. With the Nor- Nova Corps. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Carmitage National Park. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess technically, yes, you could. Yeah. Uh, where was the place that Sharon's at in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh, um, oh, um, Madripoor National. Yes, Park. that's it. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, you don't want to go there. Probably get shanked. But or look at even the different locations from Marvel Snap that can be used. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's a variety of places. That's true. I've the, grown to hate Luke's Bar, by the way, but that's okay. <laughs> um, what, what was the uh, the other good one? The Prison Island. I, I I can't think straight tonight. Um, begins with a C. The raft. Yeah. Yeah, the raft. Yeah. yeah. Begin with the he, he can make one says someone went to the raft and all I got was this lousy strap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to try and I had to try and explain to someone what uh, the whole remove before flight thing was all about. It's a Air Force thing with, with weaponry, but they also use it at NASA. And that's where I got my original one was from Kennedy Space Center. I'm like, this it, that's why I told him I said it's just uh as it doesn't really, as it, for 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 us, doesn't really mean anything. It's just you know. I just wanted to have. I thought it was something cool to do. It's been something I was wanting because you don't see anything like that for Star Wars. No. And, and I would I would assume the proton torpedoes before being put on the put on the ships. Yes. May have those tags on them. Right. Why not? Mm-hmm. But I wanted to go straight basic. I wanted to do something special for Wookiee Radio. And of course, we eventually down the road will do something special for Mighty Marvel Geeks, mm-hmm. where there will be an intrepid trio removed before flight tag that would be <laughs> tags that we're supposed to remove before flight before we take the helibus. <laughs> somehow, one always manages to stay on, Kylan. You're in charge of that. You insisted. But <laughs> it, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> So, it still works. Uh, also, too, go to Rebel Sabers. Use code Wookie for ten percent off all your saber needs. Uh, Rev Live Workshop. If I didn't say it before, Smuggler Three for twenty five percent off all your Star Wars and other pop culture patch needs from Rev Live Workshop. So check check them out. I today they're great looking patches. I have pictures of them on our the Wookie Radio Instagram page, and they also do sticker packs too. If you want to do stickers mm-hmm. for your computer or your car or whatever, just saying. Um, so yeah, uh, that is it. So I'm gonna go ahead. Let's let's start off with some collectibles first, shall we? All right, all right. Funko adds soda figures to the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse pop lineup. I am starting to dig the Funko Soda line, but I I am at that point. I need to go back and check the checklist to see what has come out. And I want to be picky about what I'm picking up. Because I don't want to pick up an entire run of Star Wars or Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I want to get something. I want to get these. Because I really love the way these look. Right. I just want to get the ones that really speak to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Type thing. Um. So I want to say Zoe may have one of Wonder Woman when the Wonder Woman movie came out. So we got it during Free Comic Book Day a few years back. I I have one. I have a Cap Sam Wilson Captain America, and I looked out and it's the like the special one. Mm-hmm. The the Chase variant. Yes. Yeah. So I I have I I just have one, and that's one I have. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> 
so with the Across the Spider-Verse, uh, which is the anticipated sequel to the 2018 film Into the Spider-Verse, um, Funko just released their massive wave of pop figures inspired by the film. Now they're following up with a collection of soda figures, which you could pre-order either from Amazon or Target or Entertainment Earth or whoever, or I'm sure even from Funko. Um, if you order from Entertainment Earth, any orders that are $59 or more, use the code FREESHIP59 at checkout for free shipping. So if you live in the U.S. But the following are coming out in the soda pops. Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man. This is going to be an Amazon exclusive. Miles Morales, which will be a Target exclusive. Okay. Spider-Man mm-hmm. India, which I've seen, uh, the, I've seen the Spider-Man India pop. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, and I got to say, free comic book day. Usually when we go um, and we pick up our books, but we also buy something from the store because, you know, books aren't cheap for the stores. Even though they're free, they still got to buy them. So we, we usually... It, that's a day we walk in, we know it's a guaranteed purchase. We're walking out having bought something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I bought uh, the Ewoks Return of the Jedi one-shot comic, and we got Melissa from the I Am Groot show. Right. Groot with Cheesy Puffs. Because <laughs> Melissa has a thing for Cheesy Puffs. <clears throat> it's like, oh, this is so Melissa. <laughs> so she got Groot with Cheesy Puffs. But we saw the Spider-Man India. It was, it was interesting. That is, I... Yeah, that is a new one on me. Yeah. Um, then there's a, another Spider-Man figure. Uh, wonder what's different about this one. It's a. It looks like it's a Miles Morales. Another Miles Morales one. Okay. According to Entertainment Earth. So what's the first one then from Amazon? Oh, it, it doesn't say. What? Oh, come on. It says translucent. Yeah. It's, oh. It, it's translucent, but there's a. Apparently a a Spider Man India chase as well. Huh. Uh, this is all right. Um, this next one I have to get for Zoe. The Ghost Spider. There's spider a, Gwen. It actually says Spider Gwen on the can, and there's apparently a chase with this mm. with mask without mask. So either way, I think she'll be happy with either one. Right. Yeah. And it actually looks pretty good. I I again I like these the the, the soda pop figures that they do. Um, Spider-Man 2099. That one's pretty good. Yeah. I do like that one. Yeah. Spider-Punk looks amazing. Spider-Punk is probably my favorite out of all of them. See, that one I would buy not for myself, but for a guy at work. Because I come find out, here I am training him at work on one of the stages doing audio. Mm -hmm. Come find out, he knows my brother. Because they crossed paths when my brother used to do lights for Flog and Molly. They crossed paths either in Boston or in the UK. Because he was part of a punk band called Dead Pets in the UK. Okay. He was the lead singer. Okay. So they were, they're a punk band. Spider Punk, this is perfect for him. <laughs> yes. I would have to get him a Spider Punk. That's all I got to say. I I, I want to get him Spider Punk because that that would be so him. Uh, there's also to uh, the spot as well. Which when I, I hear the words the spot, I think of the old Seven Up commercials. Yeah. Mm. I now looking here, I have seen. Then right below this, they have uh, the regular pops. Spider Punk's pretty decent, right? Spider Man India, I'm still getting used to. Yeah, that's gonna take a little while for me. Um, the Walmart exclusive is that Scarlet Spider? Scarlet Spider looks pretty good now. Is that who that is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
than Spider. Is that a new Spider Woman? Yeah, that's uh oh gosh, uh, what's her name? The one that's Spider Woman in our universe. Okay, Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Yeah. Um. Then there's two different Miles. There's another Spider Gwen, which I don't know. Zoe's going to want that one. Uh, there's a translucent, and then um Gwen out of costume. That's a GameStop exclusive, which I think Zoe may want that one. I mean, she she loves Spider Gwen. Well, yeah, but. Um, not only are they doing, so the full Funko Pop collections got some fantastic exclusives like the glow in the dark 2099 figure, spider punk, scarlet spider, and more. There are also 10 common pops to collect along with several pop keychains, which are, I want to say the pop keychains are based on the pop minis. Mm -hmm. It's the pop mini with a keychain, which I I like the pop minis too. And right now I'm a fan of right now the only keychains i have i have ant-man and wasp from from the second film i have shang chi okay i need i need to find a couple star wars ones i'm not sure which ones they are so um so yeah oh um common pops are going to be uh spider-man spider gwen 2099 spider woman india spider bite the spot medieval vulture Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ooh. yeah he looks interesting that looks cool little leonardo da vinci-esque vibe with it yeah i like that spot i'm just not understanding but oh well that's what the next that's what this film's gonna be to explain spot mm-hmm. spider bites okay i think we saw her at, at the shop as well but so yeah that's that's the collectibles um is this gonna be too much of a spoiler for you eric since you hadn't seen the film no of- no i'm gonna see it tomorrow and spoilers don't bother me anyway okay um i'm gonna say I really didn't pay attention until after the story came out, <clears throat> but there is one time in the film I'm like, wait, where's the helmet? But um, coming from CBR.com, why Star-Lord ditches his signature helmet and rocket boots in Guardians 3? So a fan asked Gunn, is there an in-universe explanation as to why Quill ditched the helmet and his helmet and rocket boots? Gunn's reply, they have jetpacks. Rocket boots comparatively suck. <laughs> Yeah, that's like well, I, cheap crap you you get in the intergalactic version of Radio Shack. Well, that's I mean, they had jetpacks in volume two. Yep. Right. So <clears throat> it really makes no. I think I think the only one used sense. I think the only one that had used rocket boots was Yondu in two. No, no. He have a jetpack as well. He had a jetpack. Okay. He had a fl- he had. Rocket had one flight pack and one force field. Gotcha. So Yondu used the the force field and put the the uh, the force field on Quill. Gotcha. Right. Uh, and then he wraps up. And Chris could never have done all those amazing hallway moves with a helmet on. And he he's not wrong. Well, there you go. So, um, but you know, it really it wasn't. And Eric, you'll know where. Where we're talking about when it's like, where, where's the helmet? Why isn't he using it? Other than that, it it's not really, it's really not missed. No, it's in not. The film. No, no. Not, I not mean, at all. I didn't see a need for it. I mean, there wasn't one spot, any real need for it. One spot, there was a need for well, it. Well, yeah, one spot, one spot, but, you know. But even then. Right. So, okay. but I still have some questions. We'll say that for next week when we do our recap mm-hmm. so um so yeah then i shared with you guys today a 
a teaser breakdown of Daredevil Born Again with Punisher right. being in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, all looks good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. apparently has been um, doing some training with Thomas pa- Thomas Jane, which looked interesting seeing them on the range. Right. And I love Bernthal's comment. I didn't know you had to shoot him in the head to take him down. <laughs> to knock yeah. him down. Okay. <laughs> You've been Punisher how long? And you're just now figuring this out? Uh, I think he's I think he's being facetious. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> but they were talking. Could Thomas Jane potentially have a cameo or or a a new role in the series? You know, I would kind of like to see Jane as kind of a I, I hesitate to call him a mentor figure. Yeah, but like a former commanding officer or something like that. Yes, yes. Well, there there were, the the video also kind of teases too that. Maybe Thomas Jane is a multiverse Punisher now that that world has been opened. Now that we've done multiverse. Yep. You know, I I could deal with that. Are we ready for two Punishers, though? (laughs) Not our problem. It won't be our problem. That will be Mayor Kingpin's problem. Since Born Again is going to be tying into Kingpin's run for mayor and then his time as mayor. Mm Mm-hmm where Kingpin has hired Matt Murdock to be his lawyer to help get rid of the vigilantes in the city. Well, you you know, actually, I just thought about something. You know what could happen? So this is post-snap, right? Uh, it's supposed to take place 2025, 2026. So what if, what if uh, Frank Castle was snapped out and then somebody else came in to be the Punisher, and now Frank Castle is back, and that's why you got you could possibly have two Punishers. You have Frank Castle, and then you have this other guy that's also running around doing the Punisher thing too. It's uh, a possibility. So, so, so you're saying like Scab Punisher, kind of, sorta. You know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that like, and this is something that they don't or they have not addressed but i'm pretty sure that there are some there were some people out there that took up the mantle of some of these hero roles uh hero roles and you know to kind of try and keep the spirit going but you know that's something we just haven't seen that that could be an interesting setup if they were to bring thomas jane in yes is even though you know if bernthal's punisher was snapped when he comes back five years later, you know, doesn't realize, you know, he, he just goes back doing what he was doing, but doesn't realize there was someone else who, who took up the mantle. Right. And, they, uh, and, and then and the two end up working together. Stuff. Or right. there's a knockdown drag out to see which one gets to be the punisher. I could see that. I can't see Frank being willing to share anything. I, that's what I would see it being. It is there because I I'm not as familiar with the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Is there a like not gonna say sidekick, but a Falcon Cap? Is there something like that with it, in the Punisher in, in the, the comics? Older, in the older comics, there was a there was a a guy. I think he was an. I won't don't want to say older black guy because he. I don't want to say older because he uh, he's not that much older than us look like, but mm-hmm. basically it was a weapons guy. Uh, he was called Microchip. Yeah, 
And I want to say he was African-American, but I could be wrong. Oh, I don't. You know what? I know he was Jewish. He could still be black and Jewish. That's true. I just, I remember for sure. Hang on. Let me look this up while, while we're talking. Uh, I know the like Wayne Knight played the role in one of the Punisher movies. Well, I, th- I think it might have been the one with Thomas Jane. He played Microchip. Okay, this. Okay, no, um, no, he was not African American. I am thinking of somebody else, and I can't think of who it is. But yes, Wayne Knight to me was like it, it was an ideal microchip because he was definitely not he was not in shape he was he was anything but really right but uh but he was he was basically a weaponsmith right and a computer hacker yeah he didn't he help kind of build and maintain uh punisher's van yes well here here's an interesting one i found the punisher family tree mhm so we know Maria was killed, Frank Jr. was killed, Lisa was killed, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, he does remarry. So the Punisher we're seeing now is obviously post the family death, right. family murders. When he remarries, he marries Electra Nachos. Now that's a match made in somewhere. Yeah. And they have two kids, Cassandra Nachos and Franklin Nachos, both of them become punisher 2099 and what happened to jake gallows it's not listed in the family tree because jake was the first punisher 2099 right right i used i used to collect that and basically he uh he was a cop his brother was a cop and let's see yeah and his dad was a cop and his dad had already died mm-hmm they are they're either at the zoo or they're at the park the three of them and some wacko shows up kills kills his mom kills his brother and just wounds him right and purposefully does not kill him right so that's what forces him to be that that's what inspires him for lack of a better word inspires him to become the punisher could we get Thomas Jane potentially as Paul Budinsky, who is a uh, NYPD police officer? Possibly. Oh snap! I just thought so. What if? What if Jane was Jake Gallows? It's a possibility too. Hmm. I think he could make a good one. Well, I mean, obviously he makes a good Punisher, right? Hmm. Quite possible. Or could he be another villain working with Kingpin, and he's Derek Smalls, aka Stone Cold? Well, if we're going to go down that route, could this, <laughs> could, could this be the next bullseye? Oh. oh, no, I don't. I don't see him as a bullseye. I can see him. At, I can see him as Stone Cold because uh, Stone Cold's a former veteran shield agent who yeah. uh, then goes into the monitoring agency called uh, Vigil, which right. could be something that Kingpin creates for New York City. Um, if they want to retcon it a little bit, um, yeah. Stone Cold activated the program and is the mercenary responsible for the deaths of Microchip. And he was also monitoring Punisher's fight with Bullseye at Coney Island and was prepared to kill Castle. Uh, but instead, Castle's old ally, Shotgun, murdered Stone Cold. Ooh, that's an option too. Stone. Yeah. 
Shotgun. Shotgun. That, that's a possibility. And he also, and Shotgun also appeared, uh, Shotgun first appeared in Daredevil 271. So that would make sense. Yeah. Yes, it would. Shotgun, shotgun's a great option. So, um, so yeah, I, it, the video was interesting. Now, you know, the talks of, you know, we're, we're seeing potentially Kingpin running for mayor and becoming mayor, uh, how there's references to, uh, some of the, you know, mayor Kingpin stuff from the comics on the billboards. Um, it, it was really, I think it was really plotted out well, the, the right. thoughts and whatnot. So, uh, be curious to see what happens. Oh yeah. So, I mean, we're saying 18 episodes and they're already talking season two. Nice. So I'm excited for it. Um, so going back to guardians of the galaxy, we did our picks. Now the cast of guardians of the galaxy volume three revealed their favorite songs in the movie. All right. So Chris Pratt, no sleep till Brooklyn. That's a good one. That is honestly, awesome. I I am I'm surprised it took three movies for Beastie Boys to show up, right? And and really, with any, um, yeah, with any Beastie Boy song, that's got to be the one, right? I mean, I th- I think I may have put in Intergalactic as one in a previous one, but yes, yeah, but no, no sleep till Brooklyn. That is the quintessential. Um, quintessential one. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that that would be. Yeah, I mean, I I liked um, I like sabotage also, but I I feel like just for the sheer feel of what Guardians is all about, no sleep to Brooklyn. You know. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says, you know, the Florence and the Machine song is beautiful. Uh, I think it's it feels beautiful in its finality. Uh, and then he's singing. Uh, the song it's uh and then mentions something about uh the flaming lips as well mm-hmm. uh flaming lips do you do you realize mm-hmm. uh the florence machine song oh dog days are over yes so oh uh, yeah yeah uh chuck woody iwuji the high evolutionary who okay. a lot of people are are wanting to replace majors as kane the question is is this high revolution high evolutionary a, a Kane variant. Not in the comics, but no. I mean, Kane has enough variants in the comics. Right. But we're that talking MCU. Say, yeah. Uh, so he continues. I love the uh, the way it starts with creep. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's also the fact that I'm standing there. Creep. Just more creep sets in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Karen Gillian. Uh, because I have a new... I've got a new favorite song that I didn't know or that I didn't have until I watched the film. And it is, I'm always chasing rainbows by Alice Cooper. <laughs> okay. We, we weren't far off with some of our stuff. No, no. Uh, when we did this, um, why can't I add this to my, <laughs> because the, the name of this particular album is, uh, guardians of the galaxy, the official mixtape. Ah, which is why mm-hmm. I couldn't find it on Spotify for the longest time until I went to this article. Uh, Maria Oklava, who is the voice of Cosmo, because mm-hmm. all the songs puts put together in every all the songs that James put, puts together in every single project becomes a lifetime track that you just keep playing over and over and over again. Dog days are over. I remember all of us dancing there and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure how I feel about that because I'm playing a dog. So regardless, I'm happy playing a dog and the song is named Dog Days Are Over. I loved it a lot. Uh, Palm Clementive. Clementive. Yeah. Uh, the opening song is a song that moves me each time. I love the song Creep by Radiohead. Okay. Okay. Sean Gunn. And he goes, oh gosh, I think No Sleep Till Brooklyn is one that will stick with me the longest. <laughs> will Poulter, Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. I think the song that I think the song that I fly, it's hard to pick one song because the soundtrack's so strong. And I should know uh, I got the full soundtrack when I got the script. James sent me the playlist to listen to while reading the script. Crazy on You. It's the song that was playing when I'm introduced and I'm flying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, you're talking heart crazy on you, right? Correct. Yes. 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 Dear God Almighty, how have we missed that? I have no earthly idea, man. When I heard that, I was like, what in the world? Wait, do, now, did we come close? I think we come close. Didn't one of us have Barracuda? We may have. So Possibly. I feel like that's close. Okay, uh, you know, we're, talk, we're talking this. We need our we need our Spotify list up. Hold on. I got, I got Spotify up. Um, uh, hold on. Um, with that, and that'll be under that's under our MMG, right? Their MMG or Intrepid Trio. Um, James Gunn comes back and okay, says, uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn uh, is his definite favorite moment, but also creep. Okay, so interesting choices, yeah. Okay, all right, let's see here. Awesome Agent Mix, all right, should be Awesome Agent Mix 2. All right, let's see. All right, let's see here. Volume two. Okay, no, not on volume two. Now, we did put in Bad Reputation by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Yeah. I'd say that's kind of close, but not. Mm-hmm. it's not heart. Right. Yeah, but okay. Isn't that in volume two? Hang on. I'm. I'm trying to find, let's see, oh, that's awesome agent mix. That's not, no. Uh, let's see, intrepid mix. Oh, here we go. Um, no, I am not seeing anything from Hart in there. Hmm. I don't see how in the world we missed that one. I mean, obviously we did, but still. Right. Well, here, here's, now the soundtrack is actually out on vinyl and CD. All right. And here, here is the, um, the song list, or the whole track list, 17 songs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Creep, the acoustic version by Radiohead. Crazy on You by Heart. Since You've Been Gone, Rainbow. I talked about this group with the guy at work who I want to get the spider punk for. Uh-huh. And I'm surprised. I, especially with the way I was going very obscure, I'm surprised I did not do this. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Space Hawk. Ah, mm, yeah. I totally blanked Space Hawk, or I would have had that song and I would have gotten one right. <laughs> um, Reasons by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do You Realize the Flaming Lips? We Care a Lot, Faith No More. Coin mm-hmm. uh, New No Carnival from The Minute Waltz by I Hammock. I'm Always Chasing Rainbows, Alice Cooper. San Francisco by the Mogoy, Mowgli's. Okay. Poor Girl by X. This is the day from the the. Mm-hmm. No sleep okay. till Brooklyn. Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. Dog days are over. Florence and the Machine. This one surprised me a lot. Badlands 
Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Yes. That, that, and, um, it was perfect. It, that, that was a perfect, like Springsteen need to be in there somewhere. And that was a good one. Uh, I will dare the replacements and come, come and get your love. by Redbone makes its return to the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's rather poetic, isn't it? It's the first one that we hear. Yep. So it should be the last one that we hear. Oh, right. just, just wait until you see how it's done. In, in the yeah. Play. Okay. Um, you know what? Uh, here's one that uh, thinking about it, it would be perfect. It would have been perfect for this mix. Yamo be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we had talked about our mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think quite a few of the songs we had would have fit. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it, three, technically, no, actually four albums, and Michael McDonald doesn't show up anywhere. That's the point. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I like uh, him. I like yeah. him, but. Well, uh, you think about it, either him or Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been listening, to be fair, I've been listening to, especially with the getting warmer, I've started. Uh oh. Did, did Kylan like snap out? <clears throat> I think he may have. Oh, no. He may and have. here I was worried about me dropping. <laughs> um, so our playlist is under what? The Intrepid Trio? Um, let me pull that back up. Yes, the Intrepid Trio. Um, playlist. Why isn't it not popping up as accessible? Hmm. Oh, I have to switch to it. Oh, since Kylan's frozen. <laughs> Again, switch. Here we go. Ah, there we are. Intrepid Trio Mix Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking through our list. Kylan says he's rebooting. Ah, fun. Um, Black Betty would have worked. Yes. In here. Um, looking back, Do It Clean would not have worked from Echo and the Bunnymen. Okay. Uh, Super Overdrive from Billy Idol could have worked. But we, we could go through this next week. Okay. So, yeah, that kind of wraps up the, uh, the soundtrack. At least until next week. Until next week. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yes. So, we'll have to go back next week and, and see could any of the songs we picked been added to this or replaced any mm-hmm. I, I i don't know maybe maybe add two yeah i mean i don't know that i'm ready to say we have made better choices than james gunn right no but i i think there there are choices we have made that if he knew about them because obviously he he kind of had the soundtrack done before this part of the soundtrack done before he sent the scripts out right that's true he did so, um, but to add additional songs to help support the film, I think, I think we, we've got some good choices in our stuff that we'll mm-hmm. have to see after Eric, after Eric sees the film, what, what would work to, to have added to help support the, the soundtrack as is. Right. Right. So, um, but to kind of help wrap up things, there was a story that came out on comicbook.com back in March. We've been sitting on it for a while, but this is, this is almost a timeless piece. Block, mm-hmm. Blockbuster franchises need to change and that's okay. So they're saying 2023 has been weird for blockbuster st- storytelling. 
uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, the inaugural entry in Phase 5, was met with mixed reviews. Uh, DC's film, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, same thing. Um, Star Wars The Mandalorian, same thing. Season 3, a lot of mixed reviews about it. Um, it's uh, just hitting here. They're talking about like COVID in the franchises. Of course, people were at home, so there was a lot. Usually in times like this, entertainment is what you do to escape the realities of yes. things. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, right. Despite the fact that the entertainment industry was suffering, there was still stuff out there to help distract. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it was stuff that had been wrapped before the pandemic that studios were now holding on to to put out there as things would reopen. Mm-hmm. Right. To kind of help carry them over until studios were able to reopen and film safely or the pandemic ends either or mm-hmm. which makes sense it, mm-hmm. i mean we were a little frustrated at the time but looking back it makes sense it was the right business move so um the the cinematic universes you know we've we've got star wars we got marvel we got dc then all of a sudden we started hitting harry potter uh now house of the dragon game game of thrones is its own thing star trek cinematic universe is happening universal tried with the dark universe which that kind of flopped quick <laughs> well um and then, and then they're questioning the the future of franchise storytelling you know people helped avengers endgame gross billions of dollars or bought oodles of grogu merchandise in the early days uh is this something that needs to be changed in order for these franchises to prosper again or or can we stay the course and it's just a an ebb and flow thing i think there's a certain degree of ebb and flow Mm -hmm. and it's not a question of when it goes out of style or if it goes out of style it's when right and honestly i i think that we we may have seen an oversaturation Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know that that's saying too much of a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I think we may have got there. Right. And right. maybe, maybe, and I know, I know some people listening are just going to like screech in horror when I say this. Maybe it's time to dial back a little bit. Kind of go back to where it started. You're building story. You don't see as much story building you did not see it in as, as much in phase four. Right. right. Well, almost like building the anticipation for the film, building the hype because, yes. you know, star Wars growing up, it was three years between movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when the prequels came out, it was at a time period where he could have done a film every year, mm-hmm. but it was still three years be- between films. Yeah. Right. Now here's the other thing though. Attention spans are really short now. Uh, so whereas back, you know, in the eighties, late seventies, early eighties, we could wait three years for the next star Wars movie, the next star Trek movie, the next Superman movie. Unfortunately, you go, you go more than two years without a movie in a franchise. Then, you know, the certain people in the media are calling the franchise dead. Which uh, to me, that's that that makes no sense, you know. But I agree with Eric. Like I do believe that we we hit an oversaturation point. Um, I think about 
I th- I think about you know you look at franchises like um like Doctor Who and and James Bond. Uh, both of those are hidden sixty years, you know, mm-hmm. sixty year franchises, um, and they're still going strong. Like even, you know, pretty much as soon as uh, No Time to Die, you no, know, was released, people are already asking, "What's the next story going to look like?" And you know, and and the franchise has not. They 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 haven't even mentioned or even blinked their eyes at who they're thinking about the next Bond should be. All of that's all everything you hear is speculation, you know. Right. Um, but that franchise is still hot. That franchise is gonna be hot. Uh, you know, it's been it, it, it's, it's good and established, and people are willing to wait for it. And I think that's true. For the MCU, like people are willing to wait, um, and I think it's good for them to wait. I, I think, you know, maybe we, as much as I hate to say it, because I I don't ever get sick of it, but the general public isn't like us, you know, and they they get bored easily. Maybe they need to go as much as I hate to say it a year or two without a Marvel movie. You know, well, I, I, I believe we're getting that with uh, uh, Star Wars with the new three films that were announced. Yeah, they're gonna come out in 25, 27, 29. Mm-hmm. Okay, two years apart. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we got that with the with the sequel trilogy. Cool, right? But there was also Rogue One in between and Solo Star Wars story in between. Mm-hmm. So we were getting a Star Wars picture every year, right? Yeah. So as much as what? I enjoyed right. it, yeah, it felt odd to me like i'm liking the fact i'm getting star wars every year in the theater but doesn't feel right no and i'm just i I may have said this already but the whole phase four to me just reminded me of that that meme with plankton from spongebob going i don't know i never thought i'd get this far yeah It, it just it just seems to me that Everything was focused in on getting to Endgame, getting mm-hmm. to Endgame, and once you got to Endgame, I, I don't, I don't think they pro- they completely thought that through, right, right. And that's that is just my opinion. Your mileage may vary, but that's just the way that I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, some people are saying, well, we're getting too much on Disney Plus. No, I think we're okay with Disney Plus. Disney Disney Plus is helping keep that appetite wet till the films. And we're getting characters who are not going to may not ever appear on film or appear on film ever again. Mhm. Right. Cool. I'm okay with that. It's been great. Uh I think you know, the Captain America Winter Soldier, as much as I would love a season 2, I don't think we're going to see a season 2 because of the film. Right. But did the show help set up the movie? Yes. Absolutely. Does it help set up Thunderbolts and everything else that we had gotten? Yes. Hawkeye, same mm-hmm. thing with Yelana. Yeah. Does it help continue to set up Thunderbolts? Yes. It, it's, I, I think it's, it's ideal. Uh, I mean, stuff is, is helping set up the films because at this stage in the game, it is all connected. If we want to go back almost 10 years now mm-hmm. to when that was mm-hmm. first dropped on us, it's all connected. Right. 
So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with the stuff on Disney plus. Um, I think even with Marvel, you know, the three movies a year at this point in time, I think it, if they're going to do three movies, cool. If people are worried about being oversaturated or overloaded, cool. Three movies, wait a year, do three more movies, wait a year, three more movies, and maybe put out the Marvel films in opposite years of the Star Wars films. So Star Wars in odd number years, Marvel in even number years to alternate. Then you don't worry about Star Wars competing with Marvel or Marvel competing with Star Wars. True. And then you could do... Add in maybe a second Star Wars film in 2027, 2025, 2029. And you do one near the beginning of the year and one near the end of the year. Do, do a summer summer blockbuster film and then your holiday film mm-hmm. in the same year. I would potentially be okay with that. But having a film every year, while, while I enjoyed it, looking back, it kind of hurt. Yes, yes. And it definitely, I mean, I and it definitely were, hurt Solo a Star Wars story. Yeah. I think people were fine with it until they weren't. <laughs> I, I mean, as much as that, but that's just how people are. Like, they, they would love something, they would want all of it until they don't. Yeah. You know? But, but look at the animated stuff now with Disney. They do a Pixar film and an animated film a year. That's it with the animated stuff. Two, two animated features a year. A Pixar and a, and a Disney, if there's a Pixar film to do, or mm-hmm. if there's a Disney film to do. And then we get one or two live, you know, live action Disney films under Disney Pictures. That's okay. It's not oversaturation. Right. And typically, if you get the Disney animated feature in the spring, you get Pixar in the fall and vice versa. Pixar in the spring, Disney in the fall. The only mm-hmm. time we ever got a third is when we had Florida Animation Studios here, and then Florida Film got one got the got a time in the year california got a time in the year and then pixar got a time and then after that it dropped to just pixar and pixar gets a film disney gets a film that's it i i think marvel going even number years star wars going odd number years would be enough to slow down the burnout and give people something to look forward to Hmm. yeah yeah and Marvel and Star Wars, they are in a position to where they can coordinate that. Yes. Yes. I just, first of all, they they really need to get their act together. That sounds harsh, but hear me out. It's like, again, going back to phase one, phase two, phase three, you could tell they were building to something. Right. You don't, I, I did not get that feel from phase four. No, and and, no. and you should and you should know. I mean, they're not stupid people doing this. Once you get to end game, and you get the payoff for everything that you have been building up for for the past three phases, you need to start hot and heavy on the next. Right, and either they just they chose. I, I don't know. Some of the some of the choices may have been questionable. Like did it, like the Eternals. I'm going to mm-hmm. pick on the Eternals. And that still leads me to the question, why did we not hear from them during the snap or any or like during the Sokovia or anything else? That And that came up that came up in an MCU group earlier uh, this uh, or last week, I believe. And yeah, it's like. 
And, know, and I the, really have not gotten what I consider to be a satisfactory answer. And me neither. Um, well, I, I think the other fun one is there's that big giant thing that we saw poking through the clouds. Why hasn't that been addressed? Oh, you mean the giant hand? Yeah. And partial head. Why hasn't that been yeah. addressed? I mean, that's a sentinel, right? Or uh, it's a um, celestial. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Why hasn't this yeah, been addressed? Know. Yeah. I kept thinking, I'm like, you can't just pretend that that's not there. <laughs> I know it's in the middle of the ocean somewhere, you know, and it's. Well, at this point in time, you got sword and saber up in up in space. With, that's big enough. You got to see it from space. Right. Why hasn't it been addressed? Mm-hmm. And could that celestial be something that's screwing around with uh, with Miss Marvel's powers or the Marvel's powers and why they're jumping around? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's there and nothing. Nothing's been talked about with. It. No, no. I keep waiting for somebody to say something somewhere, but no. So, um, I mean, I, I feel some interesting takes that, that we have about the franchises. Uh, I think we offer some great fixes on what we think to help slow potential burnout. Um, let's just hope James, while now over at DC, is able to fix some mistakes there to prevent DC burnout. Right. Especially since he's got a reboot since he's kind of rebooting everything at this point in time with DC. I don't know with the whole reboot. I want to be hammered with two, three films a year for five years, just because we need to try and play catch up with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Just figuring in 10 years with Marvel, we got what over 25 films, mm-hmm. almost 30 films, right? It's a lot. Star Wars in 45 years, put out 11 films. Mm-hmm. We're hitting the 45th anniversary of a new hope this year. Or last year. Right. There were 11 films that came out mm-hmm. in 45 mm-hmm. years. And it's going to be two more years before we get the next film. I'm okay with that. Because mm-hmm. it's been 2019 was the last film. And again, okay with that. I am not minding this gap. Well, I mean, as long as they're worth the wait. That's the other thing. They got to be worth the wait. Yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts, guys? Mm, no, I can't think of anything. No, no, no. I was just trying to say no. I, I have no no usable thoughts. <laughs> then on that note, Thursday, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Uh, no. Just time to go dark. <laughs> As always, gentlemen, a great pleasure watching you work.